it be nice to add coaches to the staff who have succeeded somewhere else? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. The coaching staff under Derek Shelton for 2022 has been completed, and there were just some small pieces that needed to be arranged, and Shelton went over with us, meaning those of us who were at his luncheon last week at PNC Park, some of the specifics of how it'll all work. And it's a different configuration in a lot of ways. One, just to throw out an example, is that Don Kelly, the bench coach, will be the infield instructor. That's not something that I saw coming. But between Kelly and Mike Rabello, who will now be the third base coach, they will take over that role from Joey Cora, who had been both a third base coach and infield instructor. And, you know, one of the very few things that the Pirates did really well in 2021 was play defense in the infield. So right off the bat, you kind of cringe a little bit like, okay, this is an upgrade, how? And then there's the not-so-small issue of the hitting coach, who was the one individual that the team outright fired during the season with a month to go, somewhat unceremoniously, you know, a little bit of an embarrassment, a slap in the face to Rick Eckstein. Not to say he didn't have it coming, I'm just saying that that's the message that gets sent when you're shipping out a guy with a month to go in a 101 loss season. And he's the only one to go. But Eckstein's replacement, Andy Haynes, is coming over from the Brewers in a similar situation. The Brewers, of course, won the Central Division. The Brewers then went into the playoffs and were out almost as fast, losing three games to one in the first round to the eventual World Series champion, Braves. And I guess you could cope with that to some extent, but what people in Milwaukee took really hard, and I think with cause, is that the Brewers couldn't hit. Sure, the playoffs are the smallest of sample sizes, but the Brewers scored six whole runs in those four games. In two of those games, they were shut out. They weren't even competitive. And within that, two of the Brewers' most pivotal players at the plate were dying on the vine. And I'm talking, of course, about Christian Yelich, but also about Keston Hura, who had been really, really promising before 2021. Both of these guys really fell off, and people in Milwaukee blamed that, and again, not without cause, you would think, on Haynes as well as what happened in the playoffs. If the Brewers had been able to hit, at least these two guys had been able to hit to their capability, the thinking goes they could have done some more damage in the playoffs than just vanishing right away, which is something, by the way, that's become a thing there. 
Not that the Pirates wouldn't trade places with the Brewers. But I digress. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern and the companion venture right next door, Mike's Beer Bar, both owned by Mike Sukic, where they are offering gift cards. And they're doing so with a deal. These cards are great for stocking stuffers, office gift exchanges, for anyone on your list who'd love to experience the best local beer selection under one roof, combined with the most popular meal on the North Shore. And I don't think there's any doubt about that claim, the steak on a stone at North Shore Tavern. Best part, buy a $100 gift card and get a $20 gift card free. You use it like, you know, an additional gift or, you know, keep it to yourself. You wouldn't be the first one to do that around this time of year. The holidays are in full swing at North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar. Grab your gift cards today. How Haynes exited Milwaukee being the only member of Craig Council's staff to be sent out the door did not escape the attention of the baseball world. It never does. These are the kinds of things that everyone pays attention to. So the president of baseball operations up there in Milwaukee, David Stearns, was quoted in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel as saying this, it was a very tough decision that we grappled with. At the end of the day, this was the right time to make a change, the right time for a new voice. Haynes had been on that job for three years up there. So it sounds, at least from the Stern statement, like there was some, you know, post-firing, you know, we don't want to bury this guy or whatever. But they did. They, they canned him. And that was the guy the Pirates picked. It's, it's a lousy look. It really is. Like somebody else, you know, taking out their trash. I'm not calling the guy trash, but I'm trying to draw a parallel here. And, you know, somebody drives by and sees it sitting by the side of the road and goes, whoa, we'll take that. This is what uh, Derek Shelton, who seemed to be aware of the whole lousy look component to this, had to say about the Haynes hiring in his meeting with us last week. You're going to have up and down offensive years. And, I mean, I can personally attest to that being a hitting coach. You know, there's years where you have guys that struggle, and then all of a sudden it it falls on the hitting coach. So I think the big thing for us is his plan going forward, his work not only with major league hitters, but, I mean, this guy's been a coordinator. He's managed in the minor leagues. That plays a large part in when when you become a major league hitting coach because there's a lot of different factors. And then I really felt that when we interviewed – Andy, and we talked about hiring him, he fit in good with the rest of our hitting group. See, you can see it as unfair if you're in the business to judge a positional coach by a player or two and how they perform. The problem with that is this is actually how it's supposed to work. I've told the story on this program many times of Spin Williams, the former pitching coach, saying to me, this was way back in 2005, I'll be around here as long as he's around here, motioning over to Oliver Perez. And, of course, the moment that Ollie went south, Spin was sent out the door. Well, when you're the Brewers and you're not a team that brings in L.A.-type money, Milwaukee's a market two-thirds the size of Pittsburgh, 
and you make the kind of commitment that you do to Yelich, and you have pretty good faith that Yelich isn't a, a a guy who would dog it and just count his cash and become a terrible baseball player out of nowhere, then you've got nowhere else to look but the hitting coach who couldn't come up with answers. Now, I don't know anywhere near as much about Hura, and I definitely don't know how much you could assign two playoff games to a hitting coach. But I do know that when you're attached to a player of prominence, a player with a track record, a player who has succeeded at an extremely high level the way Yelich did, and you have two full years to work with him, and you can't come up with anything at all? Haynes had better wish for two things, not one, going into the 2022 season. One is that, you know, Brian Reynolds had better keep being Brian Reynolds. Because if he isn't, everyone's looking at this guy. And two, he better, I don't want to say hope, because... You, you know, you'd want for there to be some kind of cordial professional relationship, but just imagine the reaction in Milwaukee if Yelich just starts hitting like Yelich again. They're going to pin everything on Haynes, even if it's unfair. After the fact, well, as soon as we got rid of that guy, everything was okay. So I, I, this just this this just doesn't have a good feel to it at all. When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question, and today's comes from Mark. He asks, Derek Shelton has shown nothing in two seasons. What strategies employed give us a better chance to win? What players has he made better? What are his qualifications? Well, Mark, the first and the third questions, I don't know that they really apply here. Um, what strategies employed? Manager and his strategies aren't going to win you games. They'll come up for scrutiny when, you know, the manager does something dumb or even something that's just perceived as dumb, like pulling a relief pitcher and the next relief pitcher comes in and gives a home run and everybody blames the manager. How about if the next reliever doesn't give up the home run? But there's also going to be legitimately dumb things that they do. And you know what? There's going to be stuff on a very rare occasion where they could win the game or whatever. But when you're talking about a 101-loss team and the 2020 edition of the Pirates was actually worse, getting into what has he shown strategically isn't going to go very far. To your third portion, what are his qualifications? I mean, the guy rose up the ranks with two pretty reputable teams. I don't think anybody has looked at his resume and said, wow. You know, this is ridiculous that this guy became a major league manager. If anything, there was a lot of sentiment around baseball that he was overdue for the opportunity. So I would knock the first and third parts of this and just set them off to the side here. I'm not saying they're, they're bad questions or anything. I just don't know that they apply. Uh, 
to what the first thing is that you said, which is that he's shown nothing in two seasons. What players has he made better? Again, going back to my opening segment, I really see that more as the domain of the positional coaches, meaning the pitching coach and the hitting coach. I I don't see that as something that the manager has a direct hand in. I do think you can look at his broader handling of someone like Reynolds and his understanding that Reynolds wants to be out uh, for starters in center field, even though that's not something that the front office seemed all that wild about, that Reynolds wants to play a lot even though, again, that's not something that the front office seems to be wild about with their rest patterns and everything else. And he stuck by him, and Reynolds ended up having a you know, a borderline MVP-type season. And that's not hyperbole. It's just the numbers will back it. So did he get better under Shelton? Did he get better because of Shelton? I don't really think that'd be right to go there. The manager, more than anything is entrusted with creating a culture. That's number one. Yeah, he has to oversee things that go on every day, including the game that night. But what you want to see from your major league field manager more than anything else, Mark, is that the team competes hard. I don't think anyone who paid even passing attention to the Pirates in 2021 would deny that they competed hard. Now, did they compete hard just because, you know, they're a bunch of low-paid nobodies who could be out of the the majors with the snap of a finger? Yeah, I'm sure that was a big part of it. It's really easy to get Wilmer Defoe to compete hard because he's constantly on the precipice of being between the majors and the minors. Would Shelton be able to get that same level of competitiveness out of a team filled with really, really talented, cocky, confident players? No idea. We have no idea. That is the answer to most of my questions regarding Shelton. I'm not ducking out of it. I just haven't seen enough evidence. If you want to say that he's shown nothing in two seasons, that's your right. I'm actually not going to argue it. This team needs to dramatically improve in 2022 with or without significant change in the labor agreement under the old labor agreement under that context this team needs to dramatically improve and a lot of that yes is going to have to come from the way the manager handles things uh, how he approaches games as opposed to everything just being a, a constant science project now it's going to be all right how do you win this game On this night, he's going to have to take some different approaches. But for some broader assessment, wow. I mean, I I just can't do it. I can't do it. I appreciate the question, though, Mark. I really do. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll have another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.